morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Houston's Inspiration Station Praise 92.1. I'm your host, Just Dave, just a regular dude from the SWAT, and you are listening to The Still Saved Show, where we break down the breakthrough with some of today's most inspiring and influential people who have some of the coolest stories of change and transformation you have ever heard. And boy, do I have a story <laughs> for you today. Today, ladies and gentlemen, I am joined by the incredible, the beautiful, <laughs> the amazing Mrs. Carla Coleman Butler, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me, and good morning to you and all of your listeners. Oh, it's an yeah. honor to be here. Oh, the honor and pr- <laughs> uh, privilege is all mine. I mean, you are a juggernaut in the <laughs> chemical and oil and gas industry. You've been blazing trails and, and paving these paths for years mm-hmm. and um, making an impact not only in your professional career, your community service initiatives, and of course, as a lifelong member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, Yes, um, which I know we're going to get into today, right? Absolutely. Uh-huh. I see you came in with your pink and green. I, I have it on. It's uh-huh. Founders Day weekend. I've been wearing pink and green all week almost. So. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I remember when I was in college uh, on University of Houston's campus, and oh my gosh, the ladies of Alpha Kappa Alpha. Let me tell you, y'all were... Mm. <laughs> y'all were almost un- unapproachable. Right. Y'all were like so sophisticated and graceful and with such elegance and everything you did. Um, so and, and and it still shows to this day. <laughs> That's who we are. But it was more than just beauty. Absolutely. It was more than just class. Mm-hmm. There's so much about Alpha Kappa Alpha Incorporated. Would you mind just sharing a little bit about the mission, what you lovely ladies are all about? So absolutely. So Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated is the premier organization founded by black college trained women. And tomorrow on January 15th, we are celebrating our 115th year uh, anniversary and honoring our founders and the legacy that they brought to the organization, the vision. Just think about it. In 1908, Mm. very few people of color, much less women, were in college at that time. And nine women came together, juniors and sophomores, led by Ethel Hedgeman Lyle, who is our guiding spirit, and decided that they wanted to create a sorority dedicated to service to mankind. So we're built on the platform of sisterhood, service, and scholarship. And that legacy continues to this very day. And as we talk more this morning, I can share a lot about what we're doing in the local community. But at an international level, um, over 2,000 sisters have gathered uh, in the Washington, D.C. area this weekend to celebrate Founders Day. And what is so compelling is that they started with service. Mm. And so they started with serving uh, members of the Washington, D.C. community by providing back chip packs is one of our initiatives, new initiatives that we'll talk about. So uh, I saw the news clip where our international president, Danette Anthony Reed, actually said the area in which they were providing um, food for children, 76% of the children there are on free or reduced lunch, which means they get fed during the week, but on the weekends, they may or may not have resources. So one of our new initiatives is to provide power packs so that children leave school on Friday with snacks and easy-to-prepare meals, cereal, um, snacks, ramen, you know, macaroni and cheese, things that they can easily prepare or have their family members help them just add water or they're already ready. And so that's a great new initiative. And they were actually doing that um, as part of one of the service efforts on yeah, you, Thursday. You had me at ramen. You had me at ramen. <laughs> Listen, I, my boys live on ramen. Yes. <laughs> Growing up in Southwest Ailey, Texas, I had my fair share of ramen <laughs> to this day. I don't care how much money I get exactly or where I go in life. I'm like, man, that can always count on ramen right. to just comfort my soul. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. You said something that's really that, that that I stand on, which was service. I've always believed that the secret to success is service. And I see in in, in your life and and just listing out your credentials and your accolades and the things that you've been a part of. And I know that you wouldn't get on no mountaintop and shout it because you're such an humble spirit. <laughs> um, but it's impossible for me to list off all these things that you have done. <laughs> um, and it's impressive. Would you? Would you be so kind as to share with me and everybody listening, maybe like your top one or two things that yourself, you yourself are proud of? Oh, wow. So 
I think in my career, what I'm proud of is um, I've been able to not only lead people to unlock their personal and career ambitions, but I've also been able to, through those organizations, be able to speak to young people, um, particularly young women and people of color, about the opportunities in STEM, so science, technology, engineering, and mathematics careers. And so I'm very passionate about helping young people see the possibilities and see that there are options uh, for them and see beyond, uh, if they're part of an underserved community, that there are options through education. Because so many young people today, and particularly our young people, see athletes and entertainers, and and those are, you know, admirable because those are creative fields and talent that God has given them. But there are other ways to be successful and to be impactful and to be passionate. And so it's not always about the fame and fortune, but it's about what you can pour into yourself and what God pours into each of us and innately gifts us with that then we can use to be of service to others and to impact lives and to make other people's lives richer and better. And that makes us as people, like the more I give out, the more I give back. Mm-hmm. And so I found that, you know, I've had this spirit of service. My parents were very influential. My life really started in church. I've always loved church, even as a little person. If my mom, she used to work overnights in the hospital as an um, admitting uh assistant and sometimes she wouldn't feel like getting up and going to church on Sunday but she'd get up and get me ready yeah. and then my dad would take me and then my, I'd sit with my grandmother and all her friends so here I'm like three or four years old with all these you know seasoned saints and sitting like really close up front yeah, yeah, and yeah. I just loved it I just felt like you know now I can reflect on it I was in the presence of God Come on. and that was just amazing to me and I've always felt that connection Mm -hmm. even before I actually made my official commitment to Christ. Mm -hmm. I just felt something. There was something bigger than me and something driving me to write, right. The seed was planted very early. And so as part of that, you know, I served in church and I served in school and served in my community. And so that's just been a lifelong uh, consistency that I've brought throughout my adult life. Mm -hmm. No, it clearly, clearly shows and the things that you've been able to accomplish over your career and still killing the game, um, <laughs> still killing the game. Um, you know, beautiful family. Um, I, was, I know you're proud of your, your, your boys. I Absolutely. see you posting them um, <laughs> playing basketball. And, um, you know, so it's 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 amazing. Um, but tell me this. Tell me this. In, in the midst of all the accomplishments and the great things that God has done through you and in your life, um, take me back just a few years ago. Um, when there was a moment in your life when it wasn't so pleasant, right. it wasn't, you know, at the top of the mountain, because right. it's easy to, to, to see somebody in a position like yours and be like, man, she got it all together. Right. right? You don't go through anything. Right. She walks on water right. uh, <laughs> in her pink and green. <laughs> but would you mind taking me back? to those few years ago when you thought like, hey, this could potentially be over? Um, so 2020. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we go into 2020. And in fact, it's my older son's senior year of high school. Yeah. So, you know, we're in basketball season had just finished. The college acceptances are rolling in. The scholarships are rolling in. We're visiting campus. And what happened? Mm. COVID. Everything shut down. And... My husband and I would, I think, admittedly, anybody looking in say we had good, stable, professional jobs and, you know, we were comfortable. I got let go. Then he got let go. By June, neither one of us were employed in these allegedly good, stable jobs. So, okay, okay, God, we got, you know, this young man going off to college and, he made a decision and we still got to pay. Right. <laughs> we still got to pay. <laughs> and I had struggled with autoimmune disease mm-hmm. for many, many years. And um, actually, end of 2020 into beginning of 2021, we all got COVID. Mm. And I was super cautious because I had autoimmune disease. And so I knew I was at higher risk right. of complications. Well, 
I got through COVID without actually being hospitalized. I was actually very stable, but because of the progression of autoimmune disease, it impacted my liver. Mm. And I always knew that there was a chance that, um, and more than a chance, but that because of this particular disease in the course of it, the only cure is a liver transplant. Yeah, yeah. And so in 2021, um, I went into the hospital in May and got listed. So that tells you how bad it was. Yeah, uh, yeah. I got listed within two weeks. For so the transplant. I, for the transplant. Yeah. And uh, then got the call about 10 days later that I was the backup. And this, see, this is how God works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What does it, it mean, though? Hold on. What the, does that backup, mean the backup. So that means... Mm-hmm. They called me, and it was a Sunday. Yeah. And one of my friends from church, the Church Without Walls, shout out Come to on. Church Without Walls. What's and up, Dr. Pa- West? Pastor Ralph Douglas West, uh, which that's part of the story of community, but I'll get into that later. Yeah, so course. a Sunday, and they called me, and as sick as I was, I remember all of this. And in fact, you know, I had taken a shower that day, but literally, I didn't realize how sick I was. I mean, it was it was very close, you know, and... Backup means that they have a liver, but somebody's sicker than you. Yep. But they have to get you to stop eating and, you know, alert you that this could it could be yours if that patient is not stable enough or they think the match is better for someone else. Right. So my friend who was there with me immediately started praising God and claiming it in the mm. name of Jesus. She said, that's your liver, Carla. And I said, OK. And four hours later. They said, you're it. Get ready. They're coming in. They're getting ready to do all the final pre-testing. Because I've been pre-tested. Right. But they do. The they take they The moment. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. To make sure I'm stable and nothing's wrong and no possibilities. And in fact, my younger son was playing in a basketball tournament. They were holding me outside. So this is like, like 9, 10 o'clock Sunday night. Uh, so like the prep, it started at 6. And they're holding me outside of the OR so he can try to see me. Because this is one of those kind of surgeries where you don't know if you're going to wake up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, let's you don't be know. very clear. Let's be very clear. Yeah. You don't know if you're going to wake up. Mm-hmm. You don't know how you're going to wake up. So it's it's nerve wracking. It's nerve wracking. Stress, right. anxiety. Right. It's like yes, I know I need this right. transplant to survive, but right. I also could not wake up. I could not wake up, mm-hmm. and but. I never I never said goodbye to anybody. I never mm. had those kinds of conversations. Not that I felt that I was so deserving and that it would happen to me, but I just said, okay, God, if it's time, it's time. I know where I'm going, but if it's not, then you're going to make a way. My husband didn't even see me, and I went in, and they had told us the surgery would take six to eight hours, yep. and they might be two parts, and they leave you open and come back, and I'm like, oh, what is that? Yeah. And I woke up, so that was... June 6th going into June 7th. Don't you just love the way doctors explain (laughs) stuff to you? (laughs) Right. I need some good bedside. (laughs) Right. So then I wake up on the morning of June 7th and I'm I'm intubated so I can't speak. But I remember I opened my eyes and I said, thank God I opened my eyes. I said, and I was thinking to myself, wow, God, you did it. Like immediately went into, you know, in my mind, just praising him and thanking him. And nine days later, I'm home. Mm. And... Four months later, I had to find a new job because in that interim period, I never landed. Five months later, I'm at work at a new job. (laughs) And then I'm getting installed as the president of my chapter, something that my intimate circle, we weren't sure was going to happen. Right. And literally, I'm crying during that meeting at the installation. Like, wow, like, look at God. This is nothing but God. Because five months ago. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And now I'm 18 months out. Everything's great. I've had a few bumps in the road, and that's kind of typical of that journey. But numbers are great. I'm Mm -hmm. living a full life. I'm traveling again. I'm working full time. I'm leading this chapter. I'm doing my other other organizations, going to church and praising. If nobody else stands up, come on, (laughs) I'm gonna stand up. Yes, Lord, because I know what God has done for me. But always. It's not about us. It's always about him. Mm-hmm. And even when I get depressed or think about why me, right? God reminds me, it, I picked you because I knew you would tell the story and mm. how you got through. Man, can you imagine? Because think about it. You had gotten laid off prior to getting sick, right? I'm sure some stress and anxiety contributed to because you know how stress affects right. health. Right. But can you imagine had you still been employed going through that? 
You know, maybe, right. maybe, I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but could it have been God preparing you to go through that? Like, <laughs> and to come out on the other side? Absolutely. And uh, my husband's uncle, who actually is in gospel music radio in South Carolina, a pioneer there, um, he's, he said, Carla, if it had to happen, mm. this was the time to happen. Everything was shut down. And Asor, actually, in our chapter, you know, as we talked about it even last year, she said, how do people, you know, she said, Carla, this is amazing. People would have lost everything, homes, cars, mm -hmm. everything. She said, you didn't lose anything. Mm. And I said, you are absolutely right. And even when I think I lost something, oh, I right. lost time, I, you know, I lost opportunities, we did lose money or whatever. But at the root of it, we didn't lose anything. Yeah, yeah. And in fact... As a family, as a nuclear family, and then the extended family was really tremendous to us and came through for support. We gained everything. Mm. I, got, I gained time with my sons that I not, would not have normally had because I would have been working and traveling. And that last time before Alexander, you know, those last few months before he made the transition to college are very precious in my mind. Of course. Because I would not have normally had that much time with him. And so you have to really refocus situations yeah, of course. and figure out what is the lesson? What's this adding to my journey? And what can I, how can God use me to inspire others? Yeah. Yeah. And with that being said, cause you know, there's a lot of people who are in similar situations right now, right? Looking for hope, looking for healing. I've had two transplant uh, cases in my family, heart and kidney. Um, and I know what those moments are like. You know, the type of anxiety that builds right. up as you're waiting, like, oh, am I going to get that call? Right. Especially with a heart transplant. My niece was eight years old. Wow. Um, and having to wait. And then, of course, you're thinking like, man, somebody has to go through something for me to get it. You go exactly. You guilt. And, right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, but in hindsight, we tend to notice the lessons, right? Like right. you're able to really communicate that very, very well. Mm -hmm. For those that are in the moment, it's hard to see the lessons. Right. It's hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Right. What was that like? Like, did you uh, did you know, like, hey, this is this is a lesson. I'm going to champion this in the moment. Right. Or was there like battles of depression? Was there fear? Was there, you know, um, you know, losing your job? Like you said, losing money. And sure, we gain time. Right. Um, but sometimes we're like, man, I need time and I need to make sure that these lights stay on. Exactly. So I can enjoy the time. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Can take me back to that mindset in the moment um, and how your faith helped you climb out because I'm sure there were there were some dark days. Oh, absolutely. I'm human. I'm not mm -hmm. perfect. None of us are. And that human factor definitely kicks in. And, you know, why me? Yeah. How are we going to get through this? Um, this has never happened. You know, in our circle, even, my, in, even Dwayne, my husband would say, we don't know anybody else in this predicament. Both jobs. You know, you might know family with one job, but both jobs. Okay. Like, come on. Right. Come on, God. Like, <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Okay, God. Okay, really? And I'm like, we tithe. We're faithful. Yeah. You know, we try to do the right thing. Bring like, these boys up, up right. Yeah. Line, bring these boys up right. You know. But that's an interesting point. I hate right. to cut you off. That's all right. Sometimes it's not always because of something we did. Right. You know, a lot of times we start to like take the, you know, do the checklist. Like, right. Man, did I, did I mess up here? Did I right. mess up? there god isn't always nitpicking right what we've done sometimes we got to go through it I'm, i ain't i hate to cut you off but like you said we tithe, we take care of our kids we faithful in the community and sometimes we still you know jesus said in this life we will have, have trouble. trouble exactly so how do you get through so i'm a firm believer that particularly as a christian community is key. God created the church for a reason. Come on. For us to celebrate each other in the good times, but then to support and undergird in the tough times. And we will have tough times, as you just said. There will be trouble. And so it seemed almost like on the day that I would get low, a card, a text, mm -hmm. an email would come, or I found inspiration in a passage of the word or in a song and at the moment where you think you cannot get through, God comes through through somebody or something to say, I got you. Mm. I'm still here. It's going to work out. You just have to stay on the journey. And then Psalm 23 says we walk through the valley. Ooh. We don't stay. We don't stand still. Mm. We're walking through the valley. And a valley 
means mountains on the other side. Come on. Come so on. you get back up, but you got to walk through the valley to get back up on the mountain. And so I often reflect on that passage that I'm walking. I would literally tell myself, Carla, you're walking. You're walking. Yeah. You can see the mountains. You're not up there, but you're walking. So you're going to get there. And so I'm, I'm very, I can self-motivate mm. and yeah. self-talk. Yeah. And, you know, dig into the word. And like I said, I believe that connection with God started early, early on. And so I go back to that and say, okay, I don't understand this guy. I don't know why we're going through this, but I'm here and I'm going to be obedient as best I can. I'm going to learn. I'm going to keep walking and I'm going to share. Mm. And through a prior health experience, I kept kind of a Facebook blog journey for a private group and people want me to turn that in a book but <laughs> writing and I don't normally journal or write but for that particular season I shared in writing yeah and so sometimes I would jot things down or you know make some notes and so I've probably got bits and pieces of a book all around my house mm-hmm. and on mm-hmm. devices but oh I know you, <laughs> I know you. we just need to fill in some gaps That's right <laughs> right so um And again, I just, you know, I read Rick Warren's Purpose Driven Life many, many years ago. And the first line of that, it's not about us. It's all about him. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, God, I'm here. I'm a vessel. Mm. And so I'm here for you to use me. And I do believe that we go through things not because of things we've done, but what we can testify of what God can do. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I think that's incredibly powerful. Um, the walking part, you know, Mary Mary has a song called right. Walking. Right? Exactly. Right. And uh, oftentimes when we go through things, we want to just, you know, sit down. Right. And stop. Right. And sometimes we don't know what to do. Right. But if you keep moving. Right. Like you said, journaling, getting up, still serving, still taking care of your family. Um, in those moments, God will light your path. Sometimes right. it's just day by day. Absolutely. It's step by step. You know, we noticed that he took care of, the, you know, the Israelites as they were wandering through the wilderness. Right. You know, providing them with manna each day. He's mm-hmm. like, hey, don't collect no more. Exactly. And what you need for today. Day. Mm-hmm. This day, our daily bread. Right. So if you don't know what to do, ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. and, you know, you feel like all hope is lost. Keep walking. walking. Keep mm-hmm. walking. That's that's what I hear in terms of the biggest lesson that I'm taking away. All right? <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to do this. We're going to take a quick, quick break. I am sitting down with the illustrious <laughs> Carla Coleman Butler of Alpha Kappa Alpha. We are going to talk more about her incredible sorority and um, some of the amazing things they got going on coming up for Founders Day. So stick around. Stay tuned here on the Steel Save Show. On- ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Welcome back. We have been having the time of our <laughs> lives here on the Still Saved Show. I'm your host, Just Dave, and I am joined by the wonderful, illustrious Mrs. Carla Coleman Butler. What's up, Mrs. Carla? Hey, Dave. It's been great. I've enjoyed <laughs> fellowshipping with you and sharing with you and sharing my story. And so this is just a great experience. We've just been walking. Right. Walking we're, through walking. The valley. we're walking. We're yeah. walking through the valley. Walking through the valley in your pink and green. <laughs> exactly. I can see you right now. I don't know if you're much of a hiker, but you, 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 um, you, you, you kind of, I, I could see you out there hiking with your cute little pink and green on, maybe even some pink and green Tims. You know. <laughs> well, it would have to be pink and green Tims. Yeah, right. It would have to be. You know, I have, I've never been much of a hiker i have hiked before i took a trip to colorado one time and matter of fact that was the first time i ever saw snow you know mm-hmm. growing up in houston we don't see snow that often right but i went on a trip to colorado once and they had us peak this mountain and it was in the middle of summer so okay. i was amazed i was like snow first right. of all snow second of all snow in the summer right right here i am this little kid from the southwest side of houston and um but it took us a lot to get up to that mountain right you know we had to it's sure there was some scenic things that we saw and we enjoyed but by the time we got there we was tired right because we're going up up and a lot of what i hear from your story is we had to navigate through this thing there were some ups there was some downs Downs. there were some moments where we we kind of sat back so we talked about that in the first half of the show and we're super impressed with how god delivered you Mm -hmm. and brought you out do me a favor before we get started is there anybody you want to shout out I have to shout out. I have to shout out my mother, Irma Coleman. She, we grew. I grew up in Louisville, Kentucky. She's actually with my sister Lynn in Charlotte, and Lynn is 
taking mom back to Louisville this afternoon. But shout out to mom, who is a prayer warrior. Mm. And with her and my dad gave my sister and me a firm foundation in life. And so uh, he passed away 25 years ago. His legacy still resides with us. His name was Carl. I'm Carla. But just wanted to shout out mom for thank her for all she's done she i tell her every day i love her but just in this public venue the opportunity to shout out mom i 100%. had to take it yeah, dad was <laughs> like, I'm, I'm gonna make sure she get my name <laughs> somehow some way <laughs> from carl carl carla I right love it. i mm-hmm. love it and so you know you were a renowned speaker as well just because of the amazing things you've done but you say you got your start at church I did get my start at church. I was sharing with Dave during the break. I was six years old, you know, back in the day, old school church, youth Sunday, and we still have that. But uh, I read the scripture and they had to put me on a little stand or something so I could, you know, reach the microphone. But um, I read Genesis 1 through 12. And uh, even one of my cousins, she was a teenager. She said, I can barely say firmament. And you're six and you got through that scripture, heaven and earth and firmament and all those <laughs> tough words for a six-year-old. So I've been doing this for a long, long time. I still struggle with firmament. <laughs> so what I do is my trick is when I get to words I, I have a hard time pronouncing, and especially in the wedding industry when I have to introduce people with complicated names, right? right I just say them really fast. And kind of mumble. <laughs> right. Mumble your way through. through. But you, you didn't have to do that. You articulated it very, very well. I guess that's that Southern in me. You know, that Southern draw. Um, you know what? It's it's inspiring to see all the things that God has done in your life. Um, but it's also inspiring to look at what paved the way for you to make it through. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you contributed to community, to church, and of course, your sisterhood right. and your beloved sorority, mm-hmm. Alpha Kappa Alpha. Can you take me back to when you joined and what was on your mind and why? So I... Um Graduated from high school in Louisville. I've been accepted to Vanderbilt University in Nashville, Tennessee. And I knew that I wanted to be a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha sorority even before I arrived on campus because a lot of the women that I admired and who were major influences in my life as I were growing up were women of Alpha Kappa Alpha. And in fact, my mom started the journey but was unable to complete it because uh, she had to leave college due to financial difficulties. And so I think one of her goals for my sister and me were you know, she would support us if that was our desire because she had admired the organization and had tried to pursue membership. So let me set the record straight. I, I, I tried to pursue membership once too. You know, with different, <laughs> very different reasons. Very different reasons. As a dude, I was like, "Hey, never mind. I'm not gonna go there. Not gonna go there." But I didn't quite meet the qualifications. You, you so didn't anyway, quite make it. I'm gonna have to get in some other kind of. <laughs> so. I just admired these women and the qualities of leadership and class and grace and sophistication, but they were serving. You know, I I saw them. They were my teachers and they were in my church and they were serving. And so I just felt that that would be additive to my life. And so with five other ladies on the campus of Vanderbilt University in 1986, we became members of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated of the Eta Beta chapter, the elegant Eta Beta chapter, which recently we sell, we went, went back to campus last November for their 50th chartering anniversary. And so that was an amazing experience to meet some of the women who chartered that chapter in the 1972, mm. when there were very few black students at Vanderbilt and just their stories and their journey and how they persevered and how the graduate chapter there supported them and endorsed them. And they said uh, one of the, the stories that really resonated with me, because this is how we show up. They said Vanderbilt didn't know what was going to happen. These women come up in their Cadillacs and fur coats and came to do business, dressed in their business suits and said, we're going to get this. This is why Alpha Kappa Alpha belongs at Vanderbilt University, because of our rich history and our legacy and the women who are part of our great sisterhood um, have just paved the way for so many of us to be successful. And as we now continue to mentor and uh, encourage our younger sores and uh, sisters and uh, members that we bring into the organization, it's just been a really great experience. And I think has has complemented my journey, uh, my life's journey, in that I've been able to serve uh, the community in that way and really have made lifelong friendships. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. The the five that I talk about 
when I talk about community, they're part of my community. Yeah. And through yeah. we've been through thick and thin with each other, you mm. know, loss of parents, our weddings, birth of children, you know, all the ups and downs, career successes, highs, lows, we're there for each other. And at the root of Alpha Kappa Alpha, the, the sisterhood, and the bonds that you make with people that you may not have ever met before in life and how God saw fit to allow your paths to cross through this organization. And particularly at the local level, um, I continued the journey. We moved here to Houston in 2009, and I affiliated with one another one of our great graduate chapters. We have wonderful uh, graduate chapters here in the Houston area. And um, Zy Alpha Omega is in the Houston area. I live in Cyprus. And for those of you in Come Houston, on, you know, that's a bit of a drive. Yes. And I'm raising young boys and I'm working hard. And the ability to serve uh, got lower for me just because of all the demands on my time. Mm -hmm, and so mm -hmm. I stepped back and we have a class of membership called General Members where you're not affiliated with the chapter, but you're still active within the larger sorority. And so people take that option if you're relocating, you know, your graduate school you have young kids sometimes in life you just need to step back but you still want to be you know active in the sorority but in a different way and a group of us had come to the realization that we were tired of driving mm, <laughs> and we saw well, needs welcome to houston, <laughs> welcome to houston. <laughs> we were tired of driving and cyprus and northwest harris county had opportunities of service where alpha kappa alpha wasn't reaching and so that was another journey that we started around 2013, 2014. And in 2017, we got the official approval to start as an interest group. And one year later, in June 2018, we chartered Alpha Alpha 8 Omega Chapter. Mm. So I'm proud to say that I am a charter member Come on. Of, the, uh, of our chapter. I was the first uh, vice president for the first four years, for three and a half years, and then uh, was elected to serve as the president in the fall of 2021 and became started my uh, term last January. So I'm halfway through my term. Come two on, year Madam term. President. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, the challenges that I faced last year is we were coming out of COVID. Yes. And so we had been in a virtual space and my task has now been to really bring us out of that virtual space back into face to face, uh, not only just for us to, you know, really kind of strengthen our sisterhood, reconnect with each other, rebuild, but to, bring ourselves back out into the community. Right. And so we've been members of the uh, Sapphire Chamber of Commerce since we began as an organization, but we actually just had our ribbon cutting on mm -hmm. Thursday, and it was uh, really meant to kind of coincide with our Founders Day weekend and activities yeah. that we're conducting kind of through this period. So it was very nice to have uh, members of the chapter join us. And I was there and kind of held the official scissors mm -hmm. and, you know, did the ribbon cutting. But it was a way of we've been partnering with organizations um, that serve uh, in the Cyprus area who are also members of the chamber. So they came out to support us. We met other members just to let people know that we're there and available and able to assist yeah, um, yeah. as we need to in that um, area. And so that was really kind of a kickoff to mm -hmm. activities. Um, tomorrow is our actual regular chapter meeting day, but it takes on new significance because uh, the irony of it's actually on our actual Founders Day. Yeah, so we're going to yeah. celebrate within our meeting, and that's exciting. But then on Monday, January 16th, which is MLK Day this year, we always set aside time to serve on MLK Day. But under our current administration, Soaring to Greater Heights and Sisterhood and Service, our international president, uh, Danette Anthony Reed, has designated uh, MLK Day as We Are One, a mm. day of service. Yeah, and yeah. so it's opportunity uh, for us to come together as Alpha Kappa Alpha women, even beyond chapter borders. And we have an opportunity, I'm very excited about, to serve with our sister chapter in the Katy area, Chi Omicron Omega, and the Sigma uh, Gamma Lambda chapter of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity. And all three organizations are coming together to serve uh, the women and children of Mission of Yahweh. And then we are actually giving away trees as part our from our Enhance Our Environment initiative at the Carverdale Community Center and accepting donations 
for Mission of Yahweh. And so if you go to our social media channels and our websites, you can find out as you as community members can help us execute an excellent service project. So on the ground at Mission of Yahweh, we're going to be providing HR workshops. We're going to be providing yoga, mm. uh, a yoga instructional. We're going to be working with the children, reading books, having crafts and playtime. We're sponsoring lunch for that day. Uh, some of our members are going to help with beautification on the grounds yeah. and doing some yeah. painting. So really kind of an all-hands-on-deck effort to serve uh, those women and children who are in a transitional situation. And again, to encourage them that you know, they're walking through the valley. It's temporary, this Come temporary on. situation. Yeah. And we're coming in to help equip them to get through to the next phase of their journey. So I'm really, really excited about this opportunity. And we have uh, been serving uh, Mission of Yahweh, and as have the other organizations, but it ties into another initiative under President Reed's administration for Uplift Our Local Community, where she is encouraging collaboration. Mm. You know, we can do one is good, but two or three are better. Come on. And so when you build, right, <laughs> when you build that strand, that rope, that togetherness, you have more impact. And uh, what we all gained from our boule last July in Orlando, where President Reed uh, took the helm and introduced her platform to us, is serving with impact. And so we don't. We raise money in order to uh, fund our initiatives, but we don't just want to raise money. We want to be hands-on in the community. We are college-trained women. We have leaders. We have educators. We have doctors, lawyers, uh, businesswomen, entrepreneurs. We've got everything we need within our chapters and within our organizations. And Alpha Alpha Eta Omega is amazing, a group of 200-plus amazing women leaders distinguished in their own right. And I have always bragged on my chapter, but even last July I met women who were celebrating. We had our chapter dinner, and, and I went over to introduce myself to them, and I said, well, I'm the president, and I have the best chapter, and we've done all of these things in just four years. And they said, we love you, Madam President, because if you don't brag on your chapter, who will? And I, yeah. so I tell all my chapter members, you should be proud. Come on. Not only to be a part of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority, but to be proud of your chapter. And so it's been a really great part of my journey and my life story of being able to uh, be at the beginning and the foundation of our chapter and to lead in a great way in the Cyprus area and to help children, help women, help families. And um, we also are having an upcoming book fair on February 4th. We're giving away free books to children. We've got door prizes. It's just really going to be kind of a family fun day. Mm -hmm. And that's on our website. Where's that going to be at? Richard and Meg Weekly uh, Community Service Center community center in the Cyprus area. And so just, you know, as we ramp up to our fifth anniversary celebration, I've tagged five days of service. Come on. And so we're going to, in June, be really hands-on and do five different impactful service projects aligned with, ironically, our five program initiatives, mm -hmm. which you so I'm always tying together what the international leadership has yep. tasked us to do and that is to empower our families build our economic wealth enhance our environment advocate for social justice and uplift our local community we're also coming off thursday we had uh, an awesome public policy forum at also at the community center where representative john rosenthal uh joined us our house representative for the area Madam, madeline lobricht who is the sci-fair president of women of league voters and judge robert johnson who also his district uh, serves our area and just really had a great over an hour of engagement of how we as citizens can be more active in our communities, the issues that are affecting us. We talked about the bills that are getting ready to be set up and, you know, the legislature just met and they're already at over 1400 bills, but by March it's going to be 8,000 bills and really how we can start to track bills and things that are of importance to us, particularly as related to children yep, and yep. women, we can, you know, start to figure out how we're going to coalesce and organize ourselves 
emails and letter writing campaigns. And Alpha Kappa Alpha organizes Day at the Capitol in each state. And for the state of Texas, that's in March, uh, March 14th. So we're gearing up to send members of our chapter to the state legislature to advocate on things of our behalf and join our other sisters around the great state of Texas in advocating. And we typically we advocate on behalf of women and children. Yeah. We're nonpartisan, of course, but we advocate on those things that um, can make, particularly in education, yeah. the area of education. Now voting, you're speaking my language. Right. That's, that's my world. <laughs> voting rights so that everyone has the right to vote and has the access and ability to vote. And so there's some, some topics that we as an organization are very passionate about. And then um, really kind of on the local level, while everyone is celebrating um, the official celebration in uh, Washington this weekend, um, all of the chapters of Alpha Kappa Alpha in the Houston metro area are coming together at the end of the month um, in Galveston to honor our founders and recognize them. And just really, it's a great opportunity for us to see each other. And this is the first one we've had in three years because of COVID in, in person. Mm -hmm. So we're really looking forward to really capping off our founders kind of month. We start celebrating all month. Come on. It's, it's, <laughs> we celebrate all month. We don't need a day. We, we need don't need a whole day. Month. We need we the whole month. month. <laughs> uh, along with several other Divine Nine organizations who are celebrating their founding this month. But it's just really in the spirit of fellowship that, you know, we start off the year. Mm -hmm. You know, really kind of coming together and and re uh, reemphasizing why we're here. And even as part of that event, we always have a service project. Yeah. And yeah. so we're raising funds to donate to the NIA Cultural Center in Galveston. And mm -hmm. so that's who, who's going to be our beneficiary then. So every conference, every meeting, we always start with service. Mm -hmm. Always start with service. How where are we at in the Houston metro area, in the country, in the world that we can give back and yeah. we can make an impact on that community. Yeah, because clearly we're blessed to be a blessing. Exactly. And I right. see I see that spirit of service all over you. Right. <laughs> um, it's it's just phenomenal. The work that you guys are doing um, in the community. Ladies and gentlemen, you are rocking with the Steel Save show. I'm sitting down with the incomparable Madam President <laughs> Carla Coleman Butler of Alpha Alpha Eta Omega Chapter of Alpha Kappa Alpha Incorporated. And we are having the time of our <laughs> life. You know, I, I, I want to go back to that to that walking part. OK, because um, you, you you just listed a a lot of walking that you guys are doing, a lot of work and service that you, you're you committed to in the community. And I remember when I was hiking up that mountain, remember, that, that's the only mountain I've ever hiked in, in my life. <laughs> the only hiking I do here in A-Leaf is from, or in Houston, is from the southwest side okay. to downtown. That's about all I'm going to do. But when I was hiking up this mountain, one of our friends started to struggle with her breathing. Right. Because, um, you know, as you get up to a higher altitude, altitude. It's, it's harder to breathe. And it got to a point to where we're like, hey, are we going to go back or are we going to keep going? And what we did was we undergirded that friend with two people on either side of, of them, you know, and put them on our shoulders. Right. And we continued the journey together. Right. So I've heard a lot about the service and you've alluded to the sisterhood, mm -hmm. the togetherness, the community. How important is that to your organization, that sisterhood? And how has that um, just impacted uh, the work that you guys are doing um, even to this day? So I like to say uh, if you're connected you, uh, through the service, if you're showing up and you're working and you're serving, you get connected to sisters. You mm. start talking to people that you may not have already talked to or have known because, you know, you come into the meeting or you come into a social event and you sit with your friends. You sit with the people that you either went to school with or who live in your neighborhood or you go to church together. And so you have some commonality even beyond the sisterhood. Mm -hmm. But the opportunity to serve puts us all together and fosters new connections and new opportunities to broaden your broaden the sisterhood and, in fact, strengthen the sisterhood. We don't want to be in just little groups and clusters or cliques. <laughs> we want to come together and use the force of the entire chapter, mm. the entire organization to be more impactful. And then... You know, we have fun together. You know, it's all this laughing and singing and picture taking. And, mm -hmm. you know, when we oh, come yeah. together. And I used to DJ some of them parties. <laughs> look, look, I know. <laughs> do a mirror check, you know, clutch your pearls, you know, yes. the things that we do. Um, but it's really rewarding because I can t personally testify that uh, the chapter and all many, many Alpha Kappa Alpha women who are connected to me came to help us 
and to support us during that really difficult time that I talked about earlier in the show. I mean, things would just show up Mm -hmm, like, you mm -hmm. know, boxes of stuff, gift cards, you know, text. It didn't even have to be monetary cards and text. And Carla, we're thinking about you. We're praying with you, praying for you, like call me up and pray, you know? And so that community, and I, I talked about not only the Christian community, but the sisterhood community is very important. And like you just shared with your story, when the journey gets tough, Mm. somebody on either side of you to hold you up, keep you going, motivate you, support you is so important. So I found that in my church life. I found that in my sorority life. And that's what I encourage our chapter to do. I talk about check on your sister. Who haven't you seen? Who haven't you heard from? Check on them. Because if each one of us, we set up things called like pinky pals. So your pinky pal, you go to lunch and you check on each other. Do you need a ride to meeting or do you want to do this? Do you want to room together at a conference? Um, Or the part of the international, the foundational initiative, I've talked about the program initiatives, but the foundation initiative is strengthen our sisterhood. So we've got these sister squads. Come on. And sister squads are groups of four or five sisters coming together, again, to foster that connection, people you may not have already known very well so it was randomized we did it in our chapter we just we kind of looked at where you located geographically within cyprus so made it easy for you to connect we got competitions name your sister squad who met first how who's meeting the most we're gonna have competition throughout the year because we're competitive we like a challenge i give away prizes at meeting they're trying to get these little prizes you know we play games everybody's competitive but it's the spirit of fun come on and so when you foster those connections when you're connected and you're showing up and you're serving it all comes together. And mm. I tell people when they come to me with, oh, Sister Carla, President, I'm not feeling a sweat. I'm like, are you showing up? Mm. What are you doing? Are you connected? You know, stay engaged. Yeah. You know, that's why we're here. So if you pull back, you don't get the most out of the organization and we don't get the most out of you. And so you're here for a reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You decided you were invited to join the organization and you decided you wanted to be a part So make the most of it. It's a rich sisterhood. We have a rich legacy. It's so much fun. I mean, we have so much fun together, but it's really rewarding the work that we do. But, you know, like work, your work, work, you want to have fun at work. You want to, you know, you're going to be there a long time. If I got to be here for eight hours. (laughs) Exactly right. (laughs) You want to have fun. You make connections. The work of the sisterhood is even more fun, more rewarding because... You chose Alpha Cap Alpha, and Alpha Cap Alpha chose you. Mm. And so um, you chose it. You chose it. That's a very good feeling when you right. know you chose it. You chose it. You oh. said this is where I want to be. Yeah. This yeah. is this is the organization that I want to align and affiliate myself and give my gifts to, and through Alpha Cap Alpha, give gifts to others. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. Are you connected? Are you Are connected? You connected? <laughs> and then oftentimes that that's the enemy's trick to to get us to fall off is to isolate us. Right. You know. Absolutely. Is to to get us away from the pack so that now he can have our way in our lives because right. we don't have the access to the to the resources, the help, the encouragement, the motivation, all those things that you mentioned earlier right. is what kind of helped get you through. Right. Um I got a few more minutes okay. before we leave, all right? I ask everybody this. All right? I ask everybody this. Now, out of all the ups and the downs, the highs and the lows, the transplant, the health, the job loss, the 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 come up, the setback for the major <laughs> comeback, all that, right? How has your faith in God helped sustain you and propel you and to get you out of those situations? Like, how has your faith really motivated you in all the successes that you've achieved in life? I would say with each challenge, faith only increases and deepens because then I can look back at the pre. So while you're in the new challenge or the new trial, you look back at the one he Mm. brought you through and say, okay, God, you did it then. I believe you can do it again. I have wild, crazy faith. Come on. I just believe through my own life and even through the lives of others, the miracles I've witnessed, the testimonies I've heard, if he can do it for me, Mm. if he can do it for you, if he can do it for Johnny and Sally or whatever, he can do it for me. He can do it for all of us. And so I just believe that you persevere and you keep going. This this theme of resilience yeah. has cropped up in my life. People, my mom said, 
while we've been going through certain things. She said, you just get back up, Carla. I said... I know, and I don't know how. I want to lay down. I want to wallow. <laughs> I want to take a nap. I, I want to take a nap. <laughs> I want to just sit on the couch and eat, you know, but something says get up. Mm. And my sister, a long time ago, she said, okay, navy blue. You can only be navy blue for a day, but we got to get back to sky blue. And so I strive for sky blue. Come on. <laughs> and if I have navy blue... Then I'm only going to stay there a little while mm-hmm. because sometimes you do need to pause and kind of wallow and lick your wounds, shall we say? Yeah, sure. But like you said, you're human. You're human. Mm-hmm. But it's about getting back to sky blue, and I got to get back up. And it's like climbing that mountain. Okay, it got hard right here. I'm going to take a break. I'm going to call my friends, but then I'm going to get back up and I'm going to start climbing again. There we go. And start climbing again. So that theme of getting back up and punching back and saying, I'm still in it. I still got fight. I still, you know, I wake up every day and say, thank you, God. What do you want me to do today? Because you kept me here for a reason. So what do you want me to do today? Let's figure this out. (laughs) Let's figure this out. out. Something small, something big. I'm here for it. What what are we doing today Mm -hmm. (laughs) to bless others, honor you, um, and just really kind of, I, I'm, I have always been a positive, the glass is half full, let's yeah. see what we can make of it, even in the dark and difficult times. I and so it. I just I just try to keep going. Mm. I just don't know how to do anything else. I don't I, know how to stop. Well, we're going to take a nap at some point. <laughs> at some point, we're going to learn how to take a nap. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been amazing. I want to thank each and every one of you for joining us here on the Steel Safe Show. And that's what it's all about. That's why we started this show, is because we know that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb right. and the Word of our testimony. And what I hear is, is that as you reflect on previous miracles and previous moments where God has brought you through that fueled you in getting you through the next trial. And so we pray and we hope that that helps and benefits somebody out there listening. Ladies and gentlemen, I was just joined by the incomparable (laughs) Madam President Carla Coleman Butler of the Alpha Alpha Eta Omega Chapter of Alpha Kappa Alpha Incorporated. It has been an honor to have you kicking it with me today. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dave. Mm -hmm. Thank you to all the listeners and, and always... Just keep going. Keep walking. Mm-hmm. You're not stationary. Keep walking. God will provide. He will make a way. And he will see you through. Amen. And when you feel yourself feeling navy blue, I want you to go from navy blue to sky, sky blue. blue. And if you're having a hard time, just put on some pink and green. <laughs> it's, it's going down. Thank y'all for joining me. I'm just Dave, your host here on Steel Safe Show. That's a-